I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, the place to come for movie reviews, along with some extra fun talk about movie-related topics like box office and awards. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and basically any place else you can find podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter for even more content. If you like what we do, feel free to share us with your friends, like and leave feedback wherever you listen to us, and let us know what you think. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Visually Study Movie Podcast. I am Mark. With me today in that direction, right there... Is the lovely Val from uh, Movies That Make Us and B97 here in uh, 98.7 here in Salt Lake City. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing this on my lunch hour. So that's always, yeah. a, fun way to, always a fun way to talk about movies. Um, this actually is a movie that I didn't think I was going to watch. Uh, because I didn't think that I would get to watch it early. And I didn't know if I wanted to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, I, I was in the same boat. I didn't know that we were going to get to screen it. And then I was kind of like, do I want to go pay the money Thursday night and stay up late and watch it and try to review it on Friday morning? Right. <laughs> um, it, it, so, but uh, a big film, and before I say the title, uh, Venice Film Festival, Standing Ovation, uh, Telluride. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's been out there. Uh, big, big, big critics and fancy schmancy audiences have seen it. And it is, of course, uh, Spencer, starring Kristen Stewart, um, a take on the life of Princess Diana. Um, Let me just start by saying uh, the director of this, Pablo Lorraine, uh, also directed Natalie Portman in Jackie, which I did not see. And I bring that up not because I didn't see it, but because I grew up in a house, because I'm old, I grew up in a house where there were two things that were huge, and that was the Kennedys, and that uh-huh. was the royal family. Uh, my yeah. mother was huge into both, so I, yeah, that, I, they were there. Um, so yeah, this is just, it's it's another fancy schmancy lady, American royalty versus British royalty, Um Hey, I, 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 how did an American actress get to play Princess Di? For I mean, I know a lot of people might be angry about that, but then you look at you know all of the American, like I guess, quote unquote, um, parts that go to people from the other side of the pond. I think we're fine. Yeah, um, it just seems know, really weird that that it Princess Die. At first, at first, before I had seen the movie. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of Kristen Stewart's. I, I feel like she kind of does the same thing over and over. Okay. Um, and so when I, when I saw that she got cast in this, I was like, okay, maybe she's trying to break out and do something new. So I'm a little excited because I do like when actors realize that they have a bigger potential and they mm-hmm. 
trying to, and she's tried to do this before in a few other movies, but it just didn't work for me. And then I realized that what the story was and that they needed a darker, angstier Princess Diana. And so who are you going to choose a darker, angstier person than Kristen Stewart? Because that's all she does is angst and kind of sadness and all of that stuff. But at the same time, yes, why don't we have a British actress? And I... We're going to get into it, but I understand that, like, all of these film festivals loved this movie and all of these, like, reputable critics loved this movie. Um, I didn't love it. I, I love that you, you say reputable cr- critics as if we are somehow disreputable. Um. Well, I would say if you threw my name out um, into a, a pool full of international critics, probably I wouldn't be recognized. So there's more recognizable international critics that people tune into weekly from all over the world to see, you know, what their thoughts are. And yes, I have a small circle of people that want to see what my thoughts are, whether they listen to them or not, I don't know. Um, But I watched this last night at my house and uh, my, my 20 year old daughter and my husband were watching it with me. And I know a lot about princess Diana. Um, I, know a lot about a lot of histories uh, a history about queens and princesses um it's just a thing that i really like like the tutors we can sit here and have like a jeopardy about the tutors um and so as i'm watching it i know a lot of what's going on mm-hmm. but the regular everyday person who only knows about diana which is like the surface stuff that they get fed through media which isn't a lot anymore because she's not prevalent in the media anymore maybe when one of her sons does something her name comes up but it was more like when we were kids is when things were happening when we were younger and so you know they didn't really know what was going on so i would have to stop and kind of go through what's happening and then when the movie was over they felt like it wasn't finished and then i had to turn on one episode of the crown which is when Princess Diana gets married. And that one hour episode of The Crown told them more about Princess Diana than this overly long movie did. Right. Okay, so let's let's talk about what this movie is. Uh, it okay. is it is a three or four day Christmas weekend. It's a very prominent weekend in her life. In her life. Uh, 1991-ish. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. Where she the the troubles with Prince Charles have started, um, and the tabloids have continued and continued. <laughs> well, they've come to a head. How about that? Um, and they're they're starting to come out in into the more mainstream knowledge. Uh, and she has to decide how she's going to live her life from this point forward. So there's this weekend where they're out at Christmas with the Queen, and the the family is there. You know, uh, Sarah Ferguson and Andrew are there as well as the boys. And so, yeah, so it's the, okay. So let's start the, the, the title card coming in a fable from a, from a true tragedy. Yes. Um, so yes. Yeah, so this is uh, every Royal family is notoriously secretive. The Brits more than most. Um, so this film takes what we know, what we know, know, um, and then kind of extrapolates and dramatizes what, what even they say, what might have happened. Uh, over the course of this weekend. And it's all basically Kristen Stewart is in every shot because this is her story. Yeah. Uh, 
And and so it's what she thinks, what she feels, mm-hmm. um, how many times she th- she vomits um, from her bulimia, which we only needed one or two, and we got way more than that. Uh, the uh, but yeah, so it's the decisions that she comes to. Now, I have to admit that she's okay. Kristen Stewart is okay oh, yeah. in this. She doesn't suck. No, she does. She does not suck. She has. She definitely has the. Uh, the pre-high profile, and I mean, Diana was always high profile, but once, after this weekend, she becomes more charity, out front, high profile. Um, mm-hmm. But she's definitely got that that pre-Diana um, breathiness, uh, almost husky voice, tone of voice down, and, you know, those, those uh, angsty uh, looks, you know, down and away, you know, she doesn't like to, to look at people. Um, she's, so she's got all those all those kind of mannerisms down, uh, and but it just it feels weird watching it because it's still an American actress playing <laughs> playing British royalty. But uh, you know, and it's slightly different, you know, than having you know Benedict Cumberbatch play a surgeon from New York uh, yeah. as Doctor Strange. But but she did yeah. okay, and I understand why people are talking about her. Well, and I and that's I think that's one of the reasons that you know, the director um, and producers chose her to be in this role because they wanted to make a very different take on Princess Diana. Her life was very, um, it was in the press all the time. There was always something salacious going on. Um, And so if you want to pick an actress that's kind of going through similar things um, right now in her life um, and your movie is going to get a lot of buzz, it's going to take the actress that a lot of people thought was, you know, from the beginning, just like Diana, they talk about in, you know, her life is that when she first met the Royal family, she was a huge hit. Everyone loved her. When Kristen Stewart first hit movies, I mean, she's at the Oscars, you know, a very, very young age. And people thought she was going to be the it girl. And then she did, you know, she did a few other things. Then she did Twilight and she kind of got put in this kind of basket of things that she's been trying to crawl out of while at the same time, her personal life has been all over the tabloids. Um, she just got engaged to her girlfriend um, this week, which, you know, is kind of cool, um, you know, that something's happening. But it's 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 a really good fit if you want to mirror the image of someone that you're trying to portray. So I get all of that. Um, and I even, there were moments where I almost lost Kristen Stewart to Diana during the movie. You know, there were oh, yeah. a couple of moments where I didn't see Kristen. Um, but there it, there was, there weren't enough moments for me. Do I think it was a really great performance by her compared to what she's done in the last 10 years? I sure do. I really do. There were moments where I saw Diana. There were moments where I could feel that those boys were her boys. Um, you know, and and I could feel that there was a lot of hurt and loss and, and, and I got all of that. Her, her accent for me was a little too whispery because Diana wasn't that whispery. She was very soft-spoken at times, um, but she was also very rambunctious at that age. Yeah. Um, and she did have that kind of quiet you know, voice, but I think it was almost too much of a whisper where at some points it kind of took away from the performance for me. Um, But I also kind of, 
this is me. I'm watching her mouth the whole time. Mm-hmm. And she, I felt like she kind of took her language classes from the school of Emma Watson. Um, her mouth was very much the same of, I'm going to watch a whole bunch of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is how I'm going to do it. And that's not to put her down. Right. I mean, if you're going to practice for me, you know, that, you know, that's what it is. And so the accent was okay. It was a little too whispery, but I have to say that the music in this film is what really, really struck me and not always in a good way. So in the beginning, like when they first in- introduce you to the score of the film, mm-hmm. um, it's and then they come into, you know, the big, um, it's not a castle that they're staying in, but the house that they're staying in that's bigger than anyone else's house. Right. Um, right. It's almost like the opening of The Omen. <laughs> like you've got a lot of strings going on. You've got a lot of, you know, and so they're making you feel like something ominous is to come. Um, and so, and that is how that music is. The whole movie is they're making you feel as crazy as she feels and you're unraveling as much as she's unraveling. And when you, they have the title card with the fable, this movie is very Shakespearean to me. And he tries to do that a lot. There are a lot of moments where he's trying to make you feel like this is some, you know, Macbeth Hamlet moment with dark, you know, entities uh, behind every corner and i wish they would have gone a little bit more in that direction but i feel like there were so many metaphors that the movie wasn't finished well the 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 anne boleyn i don't know that you could have gone more toward the anne boleyn aspects well just make that your only metaphor Uh, then (laughs) right yeah because otherwise 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 you veer too far from from her story and then it just becomes this weird supernatural thriller kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's not how I felt like they were going with the music, with the, Oh yeah. The it was horror, very, it was the horror film close up. So in horror films, they, they, they get your face at a close up. in drama. They kind of come here hmm. in horror films. They almost come here so that your face looks a little bit more ominous than it is. And there, I counted up almost like 10 of them of her face like that, hmm. that with the music and all of her flashbacks, and and just really twisty and turny, you know, thoughts and motions. Um, I wasn't quite sure what I was supposed to feel. Well, uh, one one can argue that she didn't know what she was supposed to be feeling. So yeah, uh, yeah. And 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 I get that. But but I think then the problem is that because the people that want okay, there's there's going to be two audiences that want to see this film. Mm-hmm. One is the Princess Diana people, mm-hmm. and the other one is the Kristen Stewart people. Yeah. Now, I think the the Princess Diana people are going to be predisposed to accept all to accept her version of events in this film, or her perceptions, not versions, her perceptions uh, of, 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 of or as they present them to be hers. Even though this is, I it's a it's a mythological take on a, a story we can't possibly know. Um, the Kristen Stewart people are probably not going to know enough about Diana and they might find themselves in this weird middle ground where you're like, was it a horror movie or is it, you know, what is it exactly? So they might, it might play better to the, the, the more Diana oriented audience than the the more Kristen Stewart oriented audience. And I think I understood it a lot more because I knew what was behind all of these emotions that she was feeling because 
you know, she didn't, yes, yeah, she found out about, here's a little spoiler. The, the pearls are a big deal in the movie, right? right? Is that okay that I, that we yeah, talk about fine. this? Um, so, you know, everyone knows if you know anything about, you know, Charles and Diana is that he was with Camilla. If you know a lot about it, you know, he was with Camilla before, during and after Diana. Yep. There was no break with him and Camilla. Um, everyone around him knew it. Everyone around her knew it. She knew it going in, but she was a very young kid when she got married to him with no way to say she didn't want to do this. And she really loved him. And she loved the idea of being a princess. And you get kind of swooped into this big fantasy fairy tale. And then you get into the family and you can't get out. Like, it's just, you know, this it's thing. Like, so it's like the mafia. Yeah, imagine going into a marriage, into a relationship, knowing that the person that you're marrying does not love you and is in love with someone else. And then you have to have ch children with this person. You have to be in the spotlight with this person. Everyone around you says it's fine with what he's doing because they're not doing anything about it. So basically they're saying it's right. fine. So as this all comes to head, yes, during the movie, you know, it's kind of the breaking point, the cracking point for her when she finds out that they both have the same present. She still is not any more special than this person when she is married, has children, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, but now that it's more public, it's a little more heartbreaking for her. And she has already been having a lot of mental health issues leading up to this weekend for Christmas. Yeah, and but going in, if you don't know anything about Diana, you just think she's showing up to this house. She's a little bit cuckoo. She has some mental health issues, and she's got an eating disorder. You know why is she acting this way? Okay, yes, there's some infidelity, but why is it if her if her boys are that old? like? It's just there's a lot of questions. So like I'm sitting there, and I know all of the stories leading into because I know a lot about her life. But my husband's sitting next to me on Google, like trying to like figure out, like you know what's going on. And so for me, this is the this is one of the biggest reasons that this movie doesn't work for me because I do think there were some great performances. I do love the fact that I felt as sick, nauseous, confused, irritated as she did. I really like when a director does that. But what I don't like when a filmmaker does is when they come out with their movie being pretentious that they made a movie for 10% of the audience that is going to watch it. For me, the reason why I love films and I'm a film critic is because I want films to, yes, challenge me so that I can open up my mind to more that is out there, but also to be accessible for people that maybe wouldn't watch something like this. Give me a little bit more direction. Don't make me fill in so many points of the story that now I am trying to make a whole nother movie in my head to fill it. Right. Again, I didn't have to do that, but I'm trying to, I, I'm answering questions the whole time I'm watching this movie from the two people that are watching it with me. And those two people are the people that are going to pay to go buy a ticket to this. Yep. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. they should feel like they understand something, not that it's, it, it is a snapshot of a very small portion of her life but i think it needed a little bit more it felt like a little bit a bit of an inside story not an inside joke but you know like mm -hmm. we we know this 
But now all of these people out are listening, but they're only hearing a little bit of it. It just wasn't as accessible as I thought it should have been to right. an I, entire audience. Yeah, like I said, there's there's two camps, and one of them is going to be yeah. better off than the other. Um, I watched it with my wife, and yeah. we got to the end, and uh, she goes, I liked the end. And I was like, yeah, like the last 10 or 15 minutes of the film is probably the best part of the film. But before that, you said pretentious. I didn't necessarily want to go there, but I did have that word in my head uh, because there's a lot of it where it's just very, you know, when I talk to Ryan, I use the phrase arty farty a lot, Um, (laughs) which is a poor man's pretentious, but there's a lot of arty farty cinema in, in this film. And I think there's, you know, you wanted more story. And I think maybe if we'd had a little less of that, the, you know, the long drawn out scenes of the car on the road with, those yeah. strings that give me um, a little more information than stuff that it just fluff right exactly and they, they they could have cut back on that and given us some more you know some more stories you know even snippets of actual news coverage of the time would have you know would have filled in some of the to gaps fill, to fill in the regular audience like there was at one some point where my you know they're like well so who's who are all these people here right. like you're assuming that we know who all of these people are, you you know, and so I know I'm assuming I'm using context clues, right. <laughs> the people who would have been in this room because they're not not all of them are cast very well for the looks, right? right. If you look at the crown, and I am going to utilize that because I think right now if we're going to watch anything about Princess Diana or the royal family, you're going to utilize the best thing out there, and that's the crown. The mm-hmm. crown has you has told the stories to the best of their ability to the point where they have made the royal family nervous because they have put so many correct things in their, you know, mythical entertainment story, but they also cast their characters impeccably to look almost exactly like the royal family that they're portraying. Um, And so when you have something out there, you're automatically going to have an audience that compares together, right? Mm -hmm. So... So I'm I push pause for the I don't know how many times during this movie and I when they're out there um once when they're in for Christmas and I'm like okay this is da 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 da, da, da. these are all who all these people are and then when they're out shooting and right. I'm like you know these are all who these people are and so again you're assuming that we know too much and sometimes I get really angry and I know <laughs> sometimes I get really angry that I feel like we're getting spoon fed too much of a story. Like, Hey, like think we're a little bit smarter than we are. We can fill in the blanks. But I think this one, again, I am going to use the word pretentious because I I feel like the movie wasn't made for me. And I am a, like, I am a fan of this style of filmmaking and I am a fan of knowing about history and the Royals. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Royal fanatic. I don't have any like napkins with, (laughs) royal family or like cups and a lot of americans do they do and i'm not putting that down but for me i just i really like to know the history of things and people and and what's going on so um so i i I do i am going to use the word pretentious it was almost like i really need to make an artsy film a film for filmmakers and this is you know this is usually what gets nominated is an art house film um, that stretches it. Um, and again, there were some moments that were great, but again, I don't one, I don't think this film knows what kind of film it is. Mm-hmm. I think that the people that are going to say that they absolutely love it 
are going to love that he took some big chances and that's fine. I've liked a movie because it's taken chances and it's not the best movie out there. Right. But I feel like you've done, you've taken a topic that had a huge, that should already have a huge audience response and you have, be, you've, you've put a gate around it and said, no, you're, you can't come in here. Yeah. The, uh, it, there's a couple parts. Uh, I call them, it's always, you know, Oscar bait movies. Yeah. Um, this is an Oscar bait movie. Um, that's not to say that Kristen Stewart shouldn't be considered. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Timothy Spall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this, in this uh, film. Uh, he's just that guy that pops up everywhere. Uh, yeah. you, you go, let's go Harry Potter. He played Peter Pettigrew, the rat. Um, <laughs> he did look like he was eating a lemon almost the entire movie. But it, I think that's his default <laughs> but it, expression. It, it but I think it suited his character. Yeah. And I did like a lot of the shots. Um, you know, when she's in the walk-in refrigerator that I also wanted to be in because uh, it all looked delicious and right. I love food. Um, I thought that was a really smart scene and it was shot fantastic because you've got her at first looks very big and vast and you've got all this food everywhere and it's almost overwhelming to her petite body and then when he enters in the back it's now this long hallway you know like thing um and then it kind of closes in on her again these are very um these are shots of a more suspense film which that's what they're trying to build because usually if you go to like a princess diana or royal family movie or film mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of light and you know whatever and so i i do like that take and there were some things that i thought were really fantastic but all in all when my husband who has seen a lot of movies with me over the past season we stop it him and my daughter both say, say that's it and then he never has a headache he's like i literally need to go take tylenol that movie gave me a well, a lot of that I think was the score because those strings did become a little a little grating. Uh, and then I do love how they gave us a break at the end. As soon as she was free, yep, pop as soon music. as she was free, you got that '80s pop song that we all know. And we started singing along, like that's who we are, you know. Like, so again, there were some moments. I can see why it's getting nominated. It's not going to be my pick of the week this week. Um, and I, I just think it's, I want it, I wanted it to be a little more accessible. I do think that you can make an art house film, you know, a nominated film that is different off the beaten path that is more accessible than I think this film was made. Yeah. Uh, and let's, yeah, let, let, let's, let's go ahead and leave that there. This film was basically shot and distributed this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think they said they started principal photography in January or something. Okay. So they, I mean, but to be fair, really, it's a, it's a lot of background extras, and like three or four actual actors that talk. Yeah. So yeah, of, once you get down to it, there's not a, there was weren't a lot of locations, and she's in like you said, she's in pretty much every shot. Right. So it's it, 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 it so it, it it's a, it was a very fast project because I think it didn't even get green. It was greenlit last year. Oh wow. So okay. yeah, uh, uh, if oh, I remember, the, yeah, it was pretty quick. So. Uh, so you figure it was greenlit during the pandemic and shot during the pandemic. I mean, that's amazing. And now it's here. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it, it's a quality film, but it, I think it is a very more, uh, it's, it's very tailored to mm -hmm. the audience that is, it's going to appeal to. This is not going to open 3000. Well, it might open 3000 screens, but I don't know that yeah. it needs to open 3000 screens. 
Yeah, I think because of what it is um, and what the subject matter is, a lot of people are going to go in thinking it's one thing and then it's going to be something else. And yeah. I think maybe that's the sticker shop is maybe because I try not to know, except for for Marvel Mill, Marvel films, like right. what I'm going into just so that I have that open mind, um, you know, and that just might hurt it. Sometimes it does when people have a certain idea of what yep. they're about to see, especially with the crown out there right now and just getting off of the season with Princess Diana. We already have something in our mind that we're thinking we're going to see. And then, you know, we don't we don't necessarily see it again. I have mixed feelings about it. It's not my pick of the week. There are some things that I love about it, but all in all, I just wish it would have been more accessible to a broader audience. Yep. There you go. That, yeah, that, 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 that's, what's most disappointing is that it should, it should be more, more widely appealing and it's not. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be. So, uh, that is it. That is Spencer. That opens tomorrow in theaters, uh, exclusively in theaters, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a Kristen Stewart fan, you're, you're probably going to see a different performance than you're used to seeing. If you're a Diana fan, you're probably going to see a different Diana than you're used to seeing. If you're a Crown fan, don't go see it, according to Val, apparently. No, you should. I don't should. watch The Crown. No, you should, because you know you will know why all the crazy is happening. But don't be alarmed while the people around you might look like they have no idea what's going on. There you go. Okay. That's that's fair. We'll go, we'll go with that. Uh, we've got some more movies coming out next week. Perhaps Val will be back to talk with us about those. Uh, but if not, she is welcome back anytime she wants. Thank so, you. No problem. You're always fun to have. Uh, so until next time, uh, I'm Mark. That's Val. Bye, Val. Bye. Thank you. And we'll talk to everyone later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.